Welcome to the Dumb Idea Podcast Show with Mike and Alex. We thank you for joining us as we have a couple of beers and a cigar and talk about what's going on in our lives. Grab an adult beverage and a smoke and settle in with us. Please like, subscribe, and comment on each show so we can hear whether you agree or disagree with our take on things. Listen wherever your favorite podcasts are and at www.dumbideapodcast.com. Welcome back for another episode. Welcome to back, Mike, on this episode. Had uh, got all the affairs in order for the new job yep. back in action. Ready to go. It only took a, well, it was out for a week. Wasn't even out. Yeah, just not here. Just not here. Yeah. <laughs> um, first day of school. For us, we start after Labor Day. I think we're one of the only counties in Maryland that didn't ask for the waiver and yeah, start well, before Labor Day. P- PG started after Labor Day because their, their first day was on the 8th. Howard went before. Baltimore went before. Uh, Calvert did. Calvert definitely did. My brother's down there. Yeah. I'm not sure what the other ones, what Montgomery did. But yeah, Anne Arundel kept it, which I kind of like it. Um, I'm indifferent. Yeah. I, like when I, when I was in school and I went to school up in upstate New York, it was always after the only, the only weird thing with this year was Labor Day was so late. Yeah. It was the eighth of the month. Yeah. Like, cause I, I think the first of September was on a Monday or a two, it was a, or maybe it was a Tuesday. Or yeah. Something because like that. it just, just missed the, the cutoff to make Yeah. It. Cause Labor Day was the sixth and the seventh was, was Rosh Hashanah. And then yeah. no one went to school for that. And then you had, uh, so it delayed the start from Tuesday to to Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So it but, kind of screwed it up. So yeah, we ended up going what second week of September, middle of September, second middle of the second week of September. That's when we our kids yeah. started going to school, which for me is a little bit late. Like I, I kind of wish at that point someone would have made the executive decision to do the Wednesday the week before. You know, mm-hmm. go go to school for three days. Great, you got Monday Tuesday off. Yeah, go back next Wednesday. So you start off with two three day weeks. I, I know most people get pissed off at that too. I think they were they were damned if they did, damned if they didn't. Well, but. someone's gonna be mad no matter what they do, right? So just just like when we did our our masks in school thing, like you know, everyone was complaining when they weren't in school, and now we're gonna complain that they have to wear masks in school, and, right? You know, people so want, and if they stop doing it, then the people are gonna complain about that. So well, at this point right now, now the kids are back in school. If they said they got a double mask, I'm putting two masks on my kids. <laughs> yeah, keep, I'm, I'm keeping doing, them in that school. I'm doing everything short of putting a plastic bag over their head. Right. <laughs> right. <So. laughs> that causes a whole other sort of issues. Yeah. But yeah. Guaranteed not to die from COVID. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> Although, I don't know if you saw the email today. So that, there was a confirmed COVID case in oh, school. Oh, my wife told me about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they said, I, I guess anyone who was... Uh, in close contact with the child has now been notified or whatever, and so apparently where where, where we are, the kids get uh, the kids have to quarantine for fourteen days. They're not excused absences, so now they have to go back to online learning for the fourteen days. For the fourteen days, or I, I guess you know take out the weekend days in there, but yeah, for two weeks basically or whatever it is. But what they didn't tell anybody was they're not using Google Classroom anymore. <sighs> they switched to a completely different software system. And they about. showed nobody how to use it. Oh, that's awesome! So they're like, yeah. "Here, kids, this is that system that you used last year. Not using it anymore. But here's 14 days of it. Good job. Yeah. Good luck with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yay, government. Yeah. So, um, but we got another surprise this week. Now, 
our kids weren't affected by it because we drive to the school. Right. We're supposed to walk. Well, we're supposed to. But. Which is a whole nother uh, like, episode. <laughs> in, the, in the five years my kids been going to that school, haven't walked once. Every day drive. I'm not. I'm not walking. I've there. walked them a couple times. Um, the irritating thing about that is that the kids, the bus stops at the top of the neighborhood. So the kids who, the kids who, in the neighborhood that get to ride the bus have to walk past my house to get to the bus stop, and then we have to walk past the bus stop to get to the school. Yeah, we couldn't have them. It's the weirdest situation. Like we're, and for people people that obviously don't know, we for our school district, if you're a mile away from the front door of the school. You get a bus if right. you if you live point nine mile point nine nine miles away. Yeah, you got to walk. Yeah, and in our neighborhood, there's a cutoff. So ha- like more than half of the kids are within point nine nine miles of yep. school. The other half are not. So the bus stops at the top of the neighborhood. And at one point, they were checking names to make sure oh, that, so uh, that the right kids got on the bus. And if it, it, it's the dumbest thing ever. Like you've got a bus stopping at the top of the neighborhood. Why can't the rest of the kids it's get like, on? Yeah, it's like they went up to to uh, to to BWI, got some TSA agents and a and, a, <laughs> and someone from uh, Southwest, a, a, a gate agent. Like, can I see your boarding pass, please? Oh, I'm sorry, you're you're not on this flight. Right. right. So so we so we, we half of our neighborhood has a bus. The rest of us don't. So from from. The two of us, it really wasn't that big of a deal. But halfway through the day, there was an email that went out saying that three buses that service the school, and I think there's only probably about six or seven total that service that elementary school. Yeah, it's not that many. Three of them didn't pick up the kids at all. <laughs> three of them. Oh, and, and they also oh, by the way, I think they sent this out about maybe 30 minutes before the school bell was going to ring. Oh, by the way, those buses aren't running in the afternoon either, so you got to find a way to get your kid. One, your kid probably didn't make it to school. Two, you got to find a way to get your kid home if they did right. make it to If they school. did find a way to get there, they have to, yeah. And it was, I can't, you know, communication was bad. I think the way, I mean, it's bad news. It's not the person that, it's not the school's fault. The, not at all. Now they didn't. T- they didn't tell the principal. Yeah, like the 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 school transportation department didn't just just decided not to let the principal know about this. Right. Like, where's these? You know, what's a bus? How many people does a bus hold? Forty. Yeah. So where 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 yeah where are these? You know, uh, hundred twenty kids. Hundred. Like, think about that. She's she. Like, look the the people at that school up there. Like, I I know some people have issues, but look, mad- they care about the kids. Like, I'm sure I'm sure her heart was a pounding out of her chest when roughly 100 kids didn't show up to yeah, school. Yeah, like 10% day. of the school wasn't yeah. there. And it's probably, I, well, that's an elementary school, so I think it's that's probably closer to 20% of the kids. There's there's 720-something kids in that okay, school. Okay, so, now. yeah, we're looking so about it's 15, about 20%. Roughly. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, we're... Like she's like she, they feel responsibility to these kids. Well, and I and I know like so my wife used to be an elementary school teacher, and she said for the first week the most critical part is getting the kids in the building and on the correct bus so they can get home. So that's like mission one, especially with the younger grades, your kindergartners, your first graders, maybe a little bit second is getting them on the bus because these are little guys, like yeah. you know they're five, six, seven years old. Like getting them 
you know, you, you ask him a question, like kindergartners, you ask him a question like, hey, you know, what's your favorite color? Like, I like bacon. Like, that, me too, but what bacon's not a color. It would be an awesome color if it was, but. <laughs> you know what? I bet you in a Crayola box, there might be there's bacon. a color called bacon. <laughs> and if there isn't, Crayola needs to get on that. Right. Shame on you, Crayola. Bacon's fantastic. <laughs> but, like, I got like I could never be a teacher, not because of the kids aspect, but or not because of dealing with the kids all day. I'd be worried sick about shoot. I'm worried sick about my two. Oh, I could. Could you imagine? Like when someone sends their kid to my house, I'm like, oh my! Like I want to put them in a bubble because I don't want to send them back more damaged than oh, I got. Them. No, when I like if I hear crying and there's other kids at the house, like I look if it's my kids, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Right. But don't let it be someone else's kid. Right. And then I. I I got suckered into a, a field trip to the uh, it was Bay Sox game. It's not a bad one to go on. Oh, stand by. <laughs> so I go to the I go to the field trip, and you know I'm I know some of the moms and some of the dads from the pool and sports and stuff. So I think oh this will be pretty cool. Now, I didn't think I could sit there and like pound uh, you know pound Miller lights for the entire game because there's kids. I mean maybe I drink a couple. Um, so I get there and. There's also a STEM fair going on on the concourse. So, okay, and they gave me four little kids. I was terrified. All I did was count them. I did a head count. <laughs> I was like, my kid, little girl, little girl, little boy. My kid, little girl, little girl. I, I just did a countdown. The entire time I was doing this head count. And then I'm looking at the moms, and they're so calm. I'm like, how are you so calm? <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is nothing. I only have four. I'm like... I only have six. It's like, you have six? Right. <laughs> like, Jesus, I have four. And then you're also like, well, the person giving out assignments knew to only give me four, right? <laughs> they gave that lady six, yeah. good for her. I'll stick with the four. In fact, probably should have gave me three. Right, <laughs> right. And the thing was, like, okay, but I'd always count the other kids before I counted my kid. Right. I'm like, okay, I got, where's, where, all right, there's mine, don't need him. Where, okay, there's the other two. Okay, I'm good. Oh, and he, he's here too. All right, we're fine. I feel like with my kid, they're, like, I can find my kid. Because she's like she's either picking her nose, or she's at the ice cream stand, or she's at the other dessert stand. Yeah. Like I think those are the three. Or maybe she might be looking for the bathroom. Right. Find the food. That's my middle son. Find the food. My <laughs> my oldest one is who I was with. Like, you know, he's generally pretty good. But you know, it was just the other kids. And on the ride home, I'm like, this was supposed to be fun. <laughs> I didn't watch. I maybe saw four at bats. Right. Like I'm like this wasn't baseball. No, <laughs> this wasn't. You know, now granted, I, I wasn't expecting to pound beer the entire time, but like I didn't even drink any water. Like right. I ate nothing because I was too busy doing head counts, right. hurting cats the <laughs> yeah. whole time. Um, but going back to the buses, so three missing bus routes just from us, and then we find out, or in our school, and then we find out throughout the county. There were about 15 missing buses. Now, one bus isn't just one route. That one bus does a route for the elementary school, probably the middle school and the high school. So yep. three routes and then times I, 11 buses. Yeah. That's 33 routes weren't handled that day. Yeah. And, of course, you go on social media because everyone's going to talk about it, right? And, of course, people are like, well, when you pay a minimum wage, you know, they're not going to go to work. And then you know, someone else would put, well, People aren't going to show up for a bus driver job if they're going to get paid more to stay home. Right. So there, there were like multiple arguments. One, 
people getting more to stay home, although that probably, I think that ended September 1st, but people haven't felt it in their pocket yet. Yeah, so they're still... But then two... You know, bus drivers apparently need a special CDL license. Yeah, so anything over 15 passengers, including the driver. So that's why you see the 15-passenger van. Mm -hmm. They don't make 16-passenger vans because at 16, you need to have a passenger endorsement on a CDL. And the bus drivers, I believe they're Class B with a passenger endorsement. So now the companies will train you to drive. Right. Um, But... Again, and the other thing I thought of was so you you know they're not paying them a lot, and then if they're getting paid to stay home, then also you have some of these some of these people that were because Anne Arundel uses con- they're contractors, right? They're not like Prince George's County owns their fleet, Montgomery owns their fleet, so does Howard. Uh, we're one of the few in the in the state that contract out, um, so they're not county employees as far as I know. They're employed by whatever bus company hires them, right? So some of these people now the county school bus drivers they kept them working they kept them paid in the big counties but these small contractors didn't have money to pay these people because right. the counties probably let the contracts run up and then they're not going to re you know pay them so or the companies say you know what I can make a whole bunch of money for doing nothing let the drivers go but then do they come back you yeah. know so maybe you find another job in the meantime you're like I'm not going back to that well someone made a good point. Yeah, Amazon is growing in this state. I mean, they've they've put up a huge warehouse a little bit north of here. Um, Amazon is hiring drivers. Um, FedEx hiring drivers. Everyone's hiring drivers because everyone's ordering stuff because everyone got used to it during COVID. So those delivery companies, never mind you got the the Uber Eats or the DoorDash people, work Mm -hmm. for yourselves, work the timelines that you want. Um. But the other major thing, not only is it, because I don't think bus drivers at these, even at the contract companies, I don't think they're making minimum wage, but lack of benefits maybe might have been in there. But the other thing was, this isn't most bus drivers, from what I saw, were, age, were an aging population. Yeah, they're older anyway. Yep. So last year, when they weren't, when the company said, look, we're not going to hire you back, I'm sure someone to go get another job. And others just said, well, you know, this was my retirement job. Yeah. And maybe I'm, you know, maybe I'm, it's time for me to retire somewhere else mm-hmm. or just not work. Yeah. Maybe, you know, shoot, I'm getting this extra unemployment money. Yeah. You know, or maybe they're going to wait for it to run up before they come back. But I mean, there were so many variables yeah. to and, not and they, have these drivers. Come and they back. could have been people that were hanging around just long enough to get, um, have benefits until they were able to, to get, uh, Medicare. Sure. So, okay. Now I've hit the Medicare thing. Um, I don't miss working all that much. I have my retirement from my other job or whatever I did before. Social Security's hitting. Uh, I survived, so I'm not going back. So, But it, there's also a, a jobs issue in the greater economy. Mm-hmm. And right now, in this country, there's 10 million open jobs. Yep. There are only, I think there's... It was eight point seven or nine. It was like eight point seven or nine million unemployed. Mm-hmm. So you have enough unemployed to fill the jobs, and you'd still have a million jobs left over. Yeah. Now most of that is people that don't want to return to the workforce. They're going to keep collecting unemployment, or the skills don't match up to the jobs. Mm-hmm. But generally, once you hit like four percent unemployment, it's considered full employment. Right. 
And that's kind of where we are. I mean, even, even, even through COVID, you know, most places were trying to hire back. Some people went back, but if you're a waitress and I'm going to use an anecdotal reference, my mother, my mother's friend has a daughter works in the restaurant industry as a waitress. She got laid off during COVID Mm -hmm. collected the unemployment. When they called her back, she decided not to go. And so what she would do is she would keep going around like she was looking for jobs because you got to show proof that you went to go look for a job to keep collecting unemployment. Right. She would do that, but she just wouldn't take the jobs. Yeah. So she'd keep collecting unemployment because at the time- it So was you like, just apply for whatever job? Yep. Like, oh, hey, um, Southwest is hiring pilots. I'm going to apply to- Look, I applied to be a pilot. No one bothered to go and say, dude, you've never flown anything. Is, Except a kite, and you, well, I think, but I applied. I think there's only like a certain criteria to show that you looked for a job, and as long as you looked for a job, you're still eligible. So it's like when my kids look for their shoes and they're staring at the ceiling. Yep. Wow. Now I'm sure some of these people go on interviews, mm-hmm. and when the, if the person calls back to hire them, they just don't answer the phone. Yeah. Because once they go in there and they get the paper signed that said they went to the interview, mm-hmm. that's it. Well, that's there, all you need. There were companies, there were restaurants paying people to sit for an interview right and then mcdonald's was giving signing bonuses i'm like what is this made the major leagues still are yeah they're still companies right now if anyone thinks oh people aren't going to go back for minimum wage nobody's paying minimum wage yeah no one no one's mcdonald's i think you start at 15 yeah i mean that right now i think what is they didn't pass a minimum wage hike it's still like seven bucks isn't it seven and a half yeah i think some counties did I think Montgomery County did, but they're always first to pass stuff like that anyway. And that, that kind of shoots the minimum, the raise the minimum wage argument kind of uh, kind of shoots it down because if you say it was a $15 minimum wage and they still can't hire people, yeah. so it just shows that the salaries will be what the market will bear. You know, if you need people... You know, like if you if you need people to sweep the streets and there's no one and you're gonna pay forty bucks an hour, like someone will show up to do to to do that job. You make it eighty grand a year to 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 do whatever menial job it is. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, the minimum wage could be there could be no minimum wage at all. So that was that was one of the things I mean, this is kinda of off this topic, but I was actually gonna say for me, I actually don't think minimum wage helps the low wage earners. I think it sets I think it sets the um, the initial bargaining number mm-hmm. for when people go to work. They say, "Well, we're going to pay you minimum wage," and people like, and people actually think that's an okay thing because, yeah. well, the, the government said this is minimum wage, right? This must be all right. Yeah. Now, my first job was minimum wage. Mm-hmm. I was uh, a dishwasher at a little bar and restaurant, and you know, and like, I I think I made you know, four twenty five an hour or something like that. I was a high school kid. That's what that type of job is there for. That job washing dishes is not to made to raise a family off of. No. You know, it's to give high school a high school kid some money to play pickup hockey or, you know, take his his girlfriend out on a date or at the movie theater. It's not made to raise kids and support a house and all this. And I think some people have gotten to the point and, it, and what it, what I think it does do is it hurts those those young workers because you know 16 years old and okay, minimum wage is 15 bucks an hour now you're competing with an adult right for for that position who has um you know doesn't have limited availability they have open availability they can work whatever shift they can work 40 hours a week so now that high school kid is 
now almost priced out like because people want that position more than 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 the high school kid can provide yeah and everyone always points to fast food because fast food is where the biggest shortage is right now Mm -hmm. but fast food isn't paying them a minimum wage there i guess i think you start at i think it's 13 to 15 an hour yeah and those that aren't paying 13 to 15 an hour are getting zero applications yeah which is why I think the minimum wage hurts because you're like, if the minimum wage is fifteen, which is what most people want it to be, mm-hmm. you're setting the floor. Yeah, and mo- it gives most companies the the leverage to say, well, this is what minimum wage is. This is an entry level job, so this is what you're going to get. Versus Shake Shack, Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's, basically now having to fight for the employees overpay because one one person can go to all four and play them all off against each other yeah i mean they can still do that but most aren't going to do it because like well everyone else is going to come here for 15 yeah so you're going to come here for 15 yeah well now in this situation nobody's going to work for 15 bucks an hour if i was a kid or someone who wanted to work entry level at mcdonald's Mm -hmm. go in there and ask for 20 yeah probably give it to you because they need someone just to show up right they and, and i've seen it um you know, there's a little uh, mothers up on Route Two. When so we get we went out to eat there. There's a sign and it said, "Please excuse any delays. We're short staffed." And you're seeing that all over the place. You know, uh, um, I went to the I had to pick up some prescriptions at the drive-through at CVS, and it said drive-through closed. You go in like, why is the drive-through closed? Like, oh, we don't have anyone. We can't handle the drive-through and inside. Yeah, and you know now okay get your lazy behind out of your car and go in there and get and every time i go in there, i'm like oh, okay i'll I'll pick up some you know peanut butter m&ms too right <laughs> something you know something something a healthy snack right there's protein in those what was the homer Ooh, candy, <laughs> <Yeah>. Ooh, candy. <laughs> <laughs> so but you know stuff like that i had to order a uh as such as private sector the government is and i'm not sure whether people have left the go- some some of these government jobs or whether it's just a a, uh, a slow return to normal operations. I tried to get a birth certificate for one of my kids and it took, I mean, I, I found one. I was on a bit of a time crunch, but you know, they're months behind on the, the mail, you know, the online orders. So yeah. I think that's a different, a different story because you're trying to, you're trying to create a remote workforce mm-hmm. with paper products. Yeah. Someone so, has to physically do something with that piece of paper. Yeah, and that's so, like, someone's got to print on the special paper in the place that has a special paper with a special printer, Mm -hmm. and you've got to have someone in the office to do this. Right. And if you're trying to create an an all-remote workforce so that people aren't getting the COVID or whatever, then that becomes a problem, right? And unfortunately, and it's just like a driver's license. You can't just print it out. Right. Because it could be forged, right? I mean, we could print it out. No, I am trying to figure out. So I, I renewed my tags. They died in, on September 1st. So I renewed them online. Mm-hmm. And normally you renew it online and they send you yeah, the stickers. stickers. Yeah. Normally it takes, I still haven't gotten them yet. For me, it t- I think it took me two weeks. Yeah, which is ridiculous because it used to take like three days. Right. Like three business days. Yeah. Yet now those things, as far as I know, no one is, like if you look at that envelope, they print the stickers. the The month sticker is 
or the year sticker is already in it, right? Sealed, and they print it through, so it's like carbon cop, like a duplicate. You know, it, it, your address goes right through it right. onto the registration card underneath. So, does someone have to lick a stamp? Like, I'm trying to figure out what's going on with this thing. I would almost say that's automated. Yeah, and the only reason why I say this because I think when you get it, it comes in plastic wrap. Yeah. Which I mean, it's not like someone is individually plastic wrapping these things. Right. It's done. By, it's definitely done by a machine. Yeah. I mean, I think something like that, even like the birth certificate thing. Mm-hmm. Why? Why couldn't they have the printer print it on the special paper and then mail it? Like, can that be automated? Yeah. I don't know. Do you? I mean, I, I guess my point is, do you need the person to put the special paper in the special printer with the special ink and the in the indentations in the in the paper and everything? Yeah. To make it official, whereas couldn't the machine do that and kind of send it off? But at the same time, though. Count and, and this kind of goes with like the whole remote workforce. Nobody needed the equipment to have a remote workforce mm-hmm. because there was no need for the remote workforce before this. Yeah, right. And local governments, especially, are always about twenty years behind mm-hmm. as far as technology goes. Yeah, because nobody at the local level wants to be the one that spends that money that nobody's going to see the benefit of. Right, because they're all going to be right. be gone or or whatever by the time it. Right, I mean, what the 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 one hundred people that got their birth certificates in the mail mm-hmm. versus the ten thousand people that run over a brand new, brandly new paved road. Yeah, right. Where where it's going to make you look the best is mm-hmm. the, is the paved road, yeah. and not the hundred people that got their birth certificates and didn't have to leave their house for it. Right. So, like, local government is always just going to be. 20 to 25 years behind the times as far as technology goes. But, you know, with the times we have right now, they needed to, they needed to catch up and they're not going to be able to. Yeah. So unfortunately, because they're only going to have one or two people in that office, Mm -hmm. you're going to have to wait. I mean, it was almost like when I had to go get my, um, I had to go get a new badge for work. They expire every five years. I went in there. And I got the new badge. Fairly easy process. But then I needed the, I needed them to get the badge to match up with the computer. Mm-hmm. Well, they were like, well, you got to go up on the fifth floor and hope someone's there. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean hope someone's there? Right. Well, the, so the, the, uh, the tech desk is mostly remote now. But you need to have someone here to do it. But I was like, why didn't anyone tell me this before I drove the hour here? Right, I could so that I could have scheduled both appointments at the same time. Right. Oh well, you know, it wasn't in. That's not really our purview to do that. Like, oh, the, mother, you know, it's the like government. <laughs> so luckily, so I went upstairs. I went up to the fifth floor, and I rang the doorbell. Of course, nobody's coming out. Mm-hmm. I rang the doorbell eight more times, and now I'm now I'm the kid that's at your house just pushing the button. I'm just <laughs> I'm just ringing that bell, hoping that maybe the person didn't hear it. Yeah. Or the room's huge. Someone in Were they really slow? Really slow. Right, right. <laughs> then I just start then I start knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. Maybe the doorbell's not working. I hear it, but maybe they can't hear it. Right. Right. And so eventually this guy just kind of strolls out of the back. Like mm-hmm. he doesn't even open the door that says like this is what like the yeah. main door. Don't even he comes out like some back room. Like mm-hmm. some back some back hallway. I don't know. <laughs> He's like, Can I help you? No, I just ringing the doorbell. Yes, you can help me. Yeah, I got nothing else to do. <laughs> Jeez, man! Like, look, I just went down there. I got a new badge. I needed to be. I needed to be connected to the laptop. Everything needs to sync up. 
Oh, well, you're lucky I'm here. Like, I'm at this point, my head's about to explode. I'm am, lucky you're here. What, nobody's here? Right. Am I, though? Right. <laughs> well, and, and then apparently, I, I didn't get the best and the brightest that day. So he's like, he literally looks at me and goes, well, the people that normally do this aren't here, but I'll give it a try. Why not? Oh, my God. I was just like. What What could go wrong? I'm like, I'm just looking at like, he looked like a supervisor, though. Mm-hmm. Looked like he had no place being on a tech desk right. whatsoever. Like most times when you call the tech people, it's like a, a 19-year-old yeah. who comes over like, well, did you try restarting it? Yeah. <laughs> or like, but then they Is say, it plugged in, sir? Right. right. <laughs> this guy looks like he's like the guy, like the contract put in charge of the contract to make yeah. sure the kids were doing the work. Mm-hmm. So he gets on there. He's trying, he can't figure it out. He called, he literally had to call the helpline that I would call from my house <laughs> to get this done. The, the help desk's calling the help desk. Right. That's exactly <laughs> what was, like I, I couldn't make any of this up. And I'm just sitting there like my legs bouncing now. Like my legs just bounce. I'm just like, oh my God, I'm gonna have to come back here another day. I'm gonna have to make this drive in here. I can't believe I'm doing this. Luckily, whatever the guy did, it worked. Okay. I got home, didn't work. <laughs> I call up the help desk. The guy's talking me through it. I don't know why I did it this way. <laughs> Here, let me. I can remote in your computer, though. Remotes in, does it in five minutes. I was like, you got to be kidding me. This dude had me sitting there for like an hour and a half trying to figure this out. Kid on the phone, remotes in, five minutes. Yeah, done. Instantly. Every, everything's synced yep. up and working. I'm like, I just, I just uh, thank you very much. And I hung up. I'm like, okay, this is what's going on. But. Yeah, getting I mean getting certain people back in the office. Yeah, I, or any any job right now. I I think everyone thinks they got the answer for this, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the extra government payments. Oh, uh, everyone retired. First, yeah. I don't know that many people retired during COVID, especially if everyone's getting paid to do their job from home. Right. Why would you why, why would, would you, you retire? Yeah, that's a guaranteed pay. Like if you're in one of those guaranteed like jobs where you get a guaranteed paycheck every two weeks and they now say go home wherever that is. Right. And you can go work from there. Yeah. And we'll just keep paying you if you keep doing the job. For jobs that were easy, easily moved to a remote location? Mm-hmm. Yeah, why why would anyone leave that? I mean, we had, I had a guy I was working with. He had his paperwork in it. His retirement papers were in. Mm-hmm. He was literally just waiting for someone to process them. Now, of course, because of COVID, no one was in the office. His paperwork yeah. took forever to process. <laughs> he then decided, you know what? I'm going to hold on a minute. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to pull that paperwork back for yeah. a minute because <laughs> he's trying to figure out when they're going to make him go back in the office. He's like, because he he was doing everything from home, yeah, just as well as he did from the office. Mm-hmm. Working out Richmond. <laughs> Like three hours away yeah. from where the office is. Just, you know what? Just let it ride. Right. I don't, I look, I don't blame him one bit. If no. I were him, I'd be doing the same thing. Yeah. And it's not like he's not getting his work done, but he's now not making the commute every day. Right. It's not taking a toll on his body. I mean, shoot, if you're if you're sixty something years old, no, I re- yeah, I remember when my dad like that. Forget when, it. Because my dad worked for the for for uh, he had a commute like that and. Because they kept moving his office around, it it was awful for for him, and he was actually. But his job required a lot of international travel. Life was easier for him when he was on the other side of the world. Yeah, 
because he'd be in Asia, staying in a hotel that was across the street from the building he was people he was working with. So he'd wake up an hour before he had to be there, drink a cup of coffee, relax, stroll across the street. Not this trip from you know Frederick to Sherlington, Frederick to Newington. Like it was that was just awful. Right. I mean, you, you know talk, when you got to get up, you got you got to wait, you got to get up. Maybe it takes you about forty five minutes to an hour to get ready. Yeah. If you're lucky, thirty minutes. Yeah. He would take a train from Frederick, the the Mark train, which mm-hmm. has a weird route. Yep. Um and end up in I forget where it stopped. I think Rockville maybe. And then you have to go Most train. of those Mark trains go to they go to Union Station yeah. in DC. And then you've got to pick up another train from right. there. Then he'd get ride Metro to like the Pentagon yep. and then take a shuttle bus from the Pentagon to somewhere else. And the commute was insane. And then he, if he drove in, it was a trip down 270, which is just a disaster, unless you leave at 530 in the morning. So, you know, but when, yeah, when he was when he was away. So, yeah, I get it. If you're if you're doing that, like, yeah, but then they say work from home. OK, right. I'll, I'll, I'll ride this one out. So, I, th- I mean, I think that's part of it. Right. You got some people. That have finally. So when they finally say, OK, it's time to come back in. You're now saying, okay, now I'm retiring. Yeah. Well, and some of that probably happened with these bus drivers. Aging, aging group of people. Mm-hmm. Do I really want to go back and deal with some people's nasty kids? Yeah. Because parents ain't raising their kids these days. You know, back in the day, it was, you know, if an adult told another kid, "This is what's up." Mm-hmm. The, you know. It, the other pa- the parent of that kid like you as a kid you didn't want to go back home right. and get it from your parents that another parent had to tell you to stop being a, a little you know oh yeah whatnot and nowadays you do that to a kid and the parents are well, wait what are you talking to my kid for right because well, your kid's a dick my my kid's an angel yeah how dare you talk to him right like, no, wait, 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 wait. but so yeah I'm sure the bus driver loves that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, oh. Well, yeah. and then they're on there by themselves, mm-hmm. and then um, trying to drive a, a bus with with a bunch of kids screaming and yelling. Even if they're well, good kids, they're still gonna be loud. Well, and you know how like, a prior episode we talked about the Severna Park lockdown. Oh, absolutely. I saw. I'm seeing that creep in here, like in our area. Mm-hmm. Like I, I literally saw a lady today. Like, and I felt bad for the kid. Like I'm sure. The kid wasn't given the right information. Now they they kind of did they changed up the dismissal process where, you know, walkers and car riders were released together before. Mm-hmm. Now it's there's a walkers and a car riders, where the like they're having the adults pick up the kids in front of the building. A lot yeah. of elementary schools do this. We were just one of the ones that didn't for the yeah. longest time. Like the school where my wife works, they've been doing it for five years. Right. That's just how because mo- you want to make sure the kids going with the right people. Whereas before mm-hmm. they were literally just letting them out these kids out the door. Yeah. And not seeing who they went with, mm-hmm. which was, I'm sure they probably got like some someone from legal or something probably got on their case about that. So they changed it this year. So a car rider has to wait, has to go to the certain area. The person takes them to where the line of cars is. And then, you know, the parent holds up a sign with their kid's name on it. Kid gets in the car. You drive off. Yeah. The first day we did this. Parents got out, were getting out of the car, going out to find their kids, bring them to the car, or they'd get out to go find the kid, 
and the line would start moving. Well, you got your car blocking every, the entire line going up to the street, mm-hmm. and no one can get around you because you you decided you were special, and you needed to go out there and get your kid. Now, right. look, I know we were waiting in the line a little bit. It was the first day, right? But you know, stay in the car mm-hmm. like a normal human, like a like a human being with some common sense, knowing that. Look, if nobody else can go anywhere, eventually they're going to figure out the way to make this work. Yeah. Right. Day two. Night before, principal sends out something saying, stay in your car. Mm-hmm. You would think nobody would get out of the car. No. Someone got out of the car. Of course. Again. Yeah. And again, it was someone at the front of the line. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, how do you expect you, how do you expect to raise a smart kid when the person raising them is dumb as rocks right. and can't follow basic instructions. And meanwhile, that parent's probably at home mm-hmm. yelling at the kid for not following instructions. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But then, then one of the kids, and I saw it happen, one of these kids went around just like he was going to do pr- the, two years ago, where they would let the kids go out, they go up, and he was going up to the street to where his mom probably parked before. That's where mm-hmm. all the parents parked. They parked on the street. That's where I kid, parked. Yeah. Kids would go up there, get in the car. He probably thought it was the same thing. Kid comes back down the hill, crying. Luckily, he finds a neighbor he knows. Mm-hmm. The neighbor calls the mom. They find the mom at the beginning of the line in her convertible, being awesome <laughs> as she is. <laughs> the neighbor takes the, the kid over to the mom. And mm-hmm. rather than the mom just opening the door, letting the kid in, and then you know driving away right. like she should, because guaranteed she didn't tell her. She t- probably told her kid and the teacher that he was a walker. Yeah. Not a car rider. And she's the one that got in the car rider mm-hmm. lane. Yeah. And the thing is, if you tell your kid you're, if you tell him you're a walker and you're going to arrange an alternate uh, rendezvous spot, an mm-hmm. alternate uh, LZ, if yeah, you yeah. would, sure. then stick to the plan. Right. You but, can't say this is the LZ, then land somewhere else. Right. But rather, so, than, rather than just getting in the car and having the conversation later with a child, yeah. she, she puts the car, kid in the car. Opens the door, gets out to go find the principal so that she could talk to the principal. Yeah. And so then eventually she gets back in the car. Now the principal has to talk to her. Meanwhile, there are two lanes of cars in this pickup line. Mm-hmm. She has now blocked one mm-hmm. for the first 15 minutes of pickup. Right. So now the thing that they did to make it faster, which was go from one to two lanes, that was, that was their improvement from day one to day two, is now back down to one lane because Queen... You know, queen of the pickup zone, right? Can't be bothered to just move on and maybe write an email, yeah, about her horrible planning. And meanwhile, the cars are convertible. Like, you're just throwing that kid right in there, like Dukes of Hazard style, and kept right. it moving. Well, it, and the thing, I, I actually, I admire the principal for what she did. Later this evening, or this evening, she wrote an email, a blast email for every for everyone to see, saying, ha, basically saying. Have a conversation at dinner with your kid to let them know if they're walkers or car riders. If they're walkers, you can meet them X, Y, and Z. If they're a car rider, they will, we will bring the kid to your car in the lanes. Yeah. Like, she basically had to describe it for the adults. Right. To have a conversation with their kids. Yeah. Like, she was very, very polite about it. But as someone who knows how to read, I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> because I knew exactly which instance she was talking about. Yeah. And basically saying... Look, and it's funny because the lady that did that is probably like, huh, that person's an idiot, right? Like, no, right. That person's you, yeah. <laughs> she, 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 so she's the Severna Park lockjaw lady. Yeah. I was talk- like we have a lot of that around here. Like the yeah. first day, no fewer than ten people got out of their car to go find their kid. 
Like, did you think the school was just not gonna like they weren't gonna have a system to put the kids in the cars? Yeah. I, like, are you kidding me? Yep. Like, like but I, I, that's. So anyway, the the reason why I brought that up is because some of the comments on social media, and I hate reading it, but I read it. And my wife reads; she tells me the stories. It's like there's just there's no awareness for a lot of these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're lazy; they don't want to go back to work. Heck, it, it might not be lazy. Yeah, it might just be the fact that it might be like, a ca- it might be a calculation, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. If the government's going to give me more money to stay home and not go out and work, yeah. why wouldn't I do so that? So we we have a lot of friends are in the restaurant industry, and I I think at the height of COVID, between the federal and state benefits, people were getting like eight hundred bucks a week or something like that. Yeah. Yes, that's so yeah sixteen hundred dollars every two weeks. So let's say you get paid every two weeks, or whatever it is. If you get paid sixteen hundred dollars to do nothing, say you made eighteen hundred waiting tables, but I can make sixteen hundred doing nothing. Right. Well, hell, parking. If you work in downtown Annapolis, parking alone is going to eat that two hundred up. What about the daycare? Yeah, you don't got to pay for daycare yeah, now. Nothing, especially because think about it this way: think about the two income households. Mm-hmm. Husband goes off to work, right? Yeah. The wife, who's the waitress, mm-hmm. would now have to find daycare yeah. to take care of the kid, or I take home two hundred dollars less, but I'm not putting out four hundred bucks a week for daycare. Yeah, it's a net gain. It's a net gain. Yeah, of course I'm going to do that. I can't blame, I can't blame the individuals. Now the policymakers, yeah, it's a shit policy. Yeah, you know, shit policy. Yeah, sure, that's their fault. But I'm not going to blame the individual making that calculation. Like that's a very simple mathematical equation. Not even an equation. It's just. You know, what is it, a little alligator thing? Like, what's more than this? Right. And when you add an aggravation in time and commuting and all that stuff, well, okay, it makes a lot more sense to just stay home. Well, I know, but you also have some people like, well, I can't believe they're, t- I would never take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. kind of would. BS, you definitely would. Yeah. If that calculation made sense for you, yeah. you'd be on that time. I'd love to see anyone, like, okay, so um, you mean to tell me if you won the lottery, you, you, you're not going to take the money? Like. Well, it's free money either way. I mean, let's go back to McDonald's. Yeah, you you want to go back to working the 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 fry machine, yeah. smelling like grease. People treating you like crap. Yeah, people all the, or I'm I, you know I bring home two hundred dollars less, mm-hmm. but I I chop my expenses by four hundred. Yeah, I get a net gain, and I don't get to smell like fry grease all day. Right, and I don't have to deal with some. The 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 Severna Park Babs. Yeah, she leaves the school after screwing everything up. She swings through the drive-through and Severna Park Babs, who's so awesome. She's feeding her kid the garbage McDonald's serves. Yeah, you know, and she's gonna yell Mm -hmm. at the person behind the counter. Yeah, get out of here! And look, by the way, if you work at McDonald's, I feel for you. I'm not really knocking McDonald's food. I'm just saying Babs is probably the one that makes fun of McDonald's food. But then right. goes and gets it for her kid. Right. I'm just pointing out Babs' hypocrisy out right. there. Right. We're not. We're not throwing shade to the McDonald's employees. No. Look. If you look. If look. I get it. McDonald's is cheap food. Yeah. And sometimes you need it quick. You need quick. Look. I get the need for it. Right. Yeah. I like it. I, I mean. But, but Babs probably <laughs> lives in her nine hundred thousand dollar house, pulls in great money between her and her husband, and they're gonna feed their kid McDonald's. Yeah. Yeah, or, than, or he just wants it and is going to scream until he gets it. Right. So. At, le- at least go to Chick-fil-A. Which, then, by, which, by the way, have you heard the outrage over the new Chick-fil-A that's going to go in? Where's that going to be? Uh, 
Route 2 just south of the Sunoco before the 50 interchange. So CVS, oh. CVS, Sunoco, Chick-fil-A would be next. What? Who's outrage? What's people outrage? are mad. People are mad at God's chicken. <laughs> that's awful. That's blasphemy. <laughs> right. Anyone who's, anyone who's a Christian or Catholic that's going to bemoan yeah. Chick-fil-A, going right to hell. Yeah, you go straight to hell. But they get everyone's like, oh, the traffic. The traffic's going to be horrible. Traffic's already terrible. Yeah. <laughs> right. And oh. you know what? You want to see a car line? Mm-hmm. Watch Chick-fil-A. Right. They have figured out how to move cars. Through that. And people are paying for something. They're ordering food, paying for it, and then obtaining said food. Yeah. And that thing moves. I think the schools need to go look at that. Or one of the well, most well-orchestrated car lines I've ever seen is at St. Pius and Bowie. It's right off of 450 mm-hmm. near Bowie High School. This car line, they have them in lanes, and it makes, like, it makes like Kennedy or LAX, like it, it puts it, them to shame. Yeah. How, it's like they're moving jets in and out. Like one's landing, one's taking off. They've got cross traffic. This car line is amazing. But one person does something stupid like Babs, and <laughs> next thing you know, the whole machine falls apart. Right. Well, but, they're all pointing to the, the one in the one up in Severna Park on the other side of Route Two. Oh, cars end up in the turn lane. Like I gotta be honest with you, I've driven past there quite a bit, weekdays, weekends, whatever. Yeah. In the very beginning, when it was there, sure they had a little bit of an issue. Mm-hmm. They remedied that real quick. Though. Oh yeah, they've like, got a double lane going through that thing. They it, take. They got three order takers. Yeah. On both lanes. Yep. Like, no more, like, you're not talking into the speaker anymore. No. You're talking to three kids who've been trained with by iPads. Huh? Yeah, with, with iPads. Uh, yeah. And somehow, somehow, when you get to that window, mm-hmm. they're giving you the right order. Yeah. I don't know how. Me either. I don't know how they do it because, like, everyone's merging and doing the zip, zipper yeah. merge everything like that. How the, I mean, I, maybe it's just because they say, you know, Alex? Yep, that's me. Okay, here's your order. <laughs> right. But he's always got it there. Right. Like, it's not like he's got to go he's back and get it. He's reading it off the bag. Is yeah. Alex, yeah, that's me. Yeah. It's, it's I've never had thing. them give me someone else's order. Never. I, I don't get that. But anyway, I, they're all worried that that's like what initially happened in that Chick-fil-A is going to happen to the one down in Arnold. But see, the thing is, there's not as much traffic down there. There's well, not as much down there. It's also more controlled. Yeah. Because you, you've got the red light right there. Yeah, and you have to turn right out of there. It's a yeah. divided highway at that point. Well, I, I think what they're going to also do is they'll probably add that turn lane into Chick-fil-A. Mm-hmm. So, the, you know that turn lane that's there to go into CVS yeah. and then it extends to go into the Sunoco, right? Yeah. They'll just extend it they'll further. They'll probably just extend it further down. Yeah. And the funny part of that is, so it's, it's three lanes with a turn lane. Mm-hmm. And then it goes... The turn lane goes away, and there's still three lanes, and then it goes to two lanes. Yeah. So you're already going. So for the most part, everyone's in those two lanes that's going yep. south. But the, and there's also no lights downstream of it. Right. It, you it go. Should keep it flowing. You either go continue south on Route Two to the Naval Academy Bridge, mm-hmm. or you go 50 east or west. There's nowhere else to go. So it's not like you're going to have a backup and then okay now it's finally moving. Nope, it's going to sit at a red light. Yeah. Like it's there's no spillback traffic from anywhere. Yeah. So. I don't see the big problem. I think it's just people being being bastards and complaining about things that is wonderful, like Chick Fil A. Right. But I can just go down there and get a milkshake. It's yeah. it's because the, the McDonald's right there. Mm-hmm. I'll run over there. I can just go to Chick Fil A and get. A, have you had their milkshakes? Unfortunately, I, I've had a swear off milkshakes because oh. my, my body has told me that milkshakes don't don't agree with me anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, I, milkshakes are something that I definitely like. From there, I like to eat them and go directly home. I don't have to, but I like to be like in in route to a uh, 
to a to a to a safe location. It's my safe space. I got about fifteen minutes before. <laughs> The oh, S literally hits coming. the fan. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I learned that in my in my older age. For for those of you that can enjoy ice cream and you're under the age of 35, enjoy that now. Yeah. Because once I hit 40, it that, all, it pff, it happened quick. <laughs> like all, it was like over like all of a sudden, like a regular ice cream cone, like a, like a, like hard, not like soft serve, but like yeah. regular. Oh, that that was that's bad news. Oh boy, happened in a bad like it was in the middle of nowhere. Like, this is not good. <laughs> this is not. This is happening. And, and my wife's looking at me like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah. I'm like, "I don't know, but it hurts, <laughs> it's like, and it's coming." It's like when you're, so when you're when you learn how to fly an airplane, you're always looking for uh, for landing areas in case your engine fails, and your instructor will say, like, they'll even they'll they'll kill the engine be like okay where are you going and you have to like start turning that way because you have to be looking for one yeah. so in that case you're like you're like looking for places you're like uh oh, that tree looks pretty good <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> as as uh, a bear who's uh sat in the woods before <laughs> the struggle's real all right just letting you know yeah, yeah, we, we were talking what were we talking about we're talking about buses buses and, and jobs not having people not not people yeah. people just not going to do some jobs the day before I also think, you know, I think the COVID economy produced some new jobs. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't think everyone who was working in a restaurant or everyone who was doing, you know, driving a bus or doing doing whatever, someone who got laid off during the whole COVID stuff, regardless of where they were, you know, I don't think they just went directly and collected unemployment. I, think, I don't think that everyone did that. No, don't, a lot of people did. Right. But I think a lot of people went and looked for another job. And I think probably within like two or three months, there were some companies that had adapted. Yeah. And they needed employees to fit what was going on. Yep. And I think some of those people went there instead. So like the people they thought they were going to have to come back to these jobs when they came back, I don't I don't think everyone sat there to collect the unemployment waiting for that callback. I think you had some proactive people that yeah. were probably like, all right, I'm going to go over here and get this job instead. Yeah, there are probably people that looked at it as an opportunity to go, you know, like, hey, now I can, now that I'm staying home, I'm getting paid, like... Looking for a decent job is almost a full-time job in and of itself. So maybe that bus driver was like, "Eh, you know, now that I have this time, maybe I'll actually get my resume together and figure out what I'm going to do. And they find, and I'm not thinking that the guy that was driving the bus, the, you know, bus 337 uh, to Broadneck High School was like, oh, now I just got hired and I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm now a, a certified systems engineer. I'm not thinking that's what he's doing, but it could be, hey, I was doing this. Well, now I just got. Maybe he went to Amazon and is making twice the money at Amazon. Or maybe maybe when there was the fuel shortage, you know, you're talking about someone who has a CDL. Now, it yeah. might not match up exactly. Right. But I'm sure you can probably get the right CDL if you already have one. Mm-hmm. It, it might take you two weeks to get the proper CDL. Yeah. Um, so maybe when the whole gas shortage thing was happening and the shortage was because there was a lack of truck drivers, you know, it, those fuel those fuel runs are short hauls. They're not yeah. cross country, so you can still be home at night. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're like, well, you know, these people are paying through the roof to yeah. get a driver on board. Yep. Maybe I'll go do that. Yep. Yeah, and because those those companies, especially those truck companies that hired, they didn't let those people go back again. Yeah, or they or kept they, them. Yep. Or they or they went to you know upgraded. Yeah, like upgraded in that field. So yeah. a company that was still still running, um, because initially when all this stuff happened. The stimulus and all that stuff and the the relief that wasn't there for the first couple months. So maybe they're they're like, I got to find something to do. So they get get hired by another spot. They like it better. They just stay there. 
and yep. now they're not coming back. So, um, I just think it's more it's more than one factor. I know a lot of people are small. Oh, people are lazy; they're not going to go back to work. Now, don't get me wrong. Benefits ended. The additional benefits ended September one. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think once you get to probably October, and the real the realization of holidays are coming up, yeah, and you still want to give your kids a Christmas, mm-hmm. I think you might see more people take some of those jobs again. Yeah, but do I think it's going to be overwhelming? Like an like a whole overwhelming wave of like people a, coming a back, deluge of prospective applicants. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, I do think you'll probably get like for the. For the food service jobs, you might get some high school kids. Well, I know a lot of them have already, you know. Now, when I was in high school, like, that was the jobs that we had. Yeah. But then a lot of places went and they said, oh, we're not going to hire you if you're under 16 or if you're under 17 or even 18. But, you know, now they're saying they're opening back up and these kids are actually taking some of these jobs. They're doing really well. I don't, um, know, why, I don't know why some people won't hire even 15 or 16-year-olds. Dude, I, well, when my kids are old enough, I'm taking them over to the Baydale Shopping Center and I'm going to say, you're going to apply at Green Valley, Lawful, all, all these different places. You're going to apply to it. And, you know, Spizico, folding shoot, pizza boxes. Or should do what I, no, no, we, like when I was a kid, I went to the mall. Mm-hmm. And I just picked up applications. Yeah. Or, I mean, I, or as I was driving around, like I was able to find, like I was like, like a, a played against sports. Mm-hmm. I was into sports. Yeah. So I was like, well, let me go put an application over there. Yep. And I got hired there. Mm-hmm. Now my first job though. Was working in the in the stock room of a Talbots, yeah, a little women's fashion, right? <laughs> I know so much about that, but all I had to do was unbox it, put it on hangers, and put it on a rack. Yeah, okay, good enough. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have to go work like as a kid. You don't have to go work at fast food if you don't want to do that. No, like I know it gets a bad rap, but there's other things, other places you can go work, and maybe even go work in something you want. Like if you like golf, go see if you can go work at a golf yeah. course, mowing lawns or something. Yeah. Yeah, be the dock hand at one of these marinas. Right. There's Putting gas there's a- and boats. Like, And the thing is, like, my first job I got because my buddy worked there. Yeah. And they were looking for somebody. like, hey, man, you should come hang out. Like, it's fun. Mm-hmm. So I'm hanging out with my boys, like, you know, screwing off and, um, you know, making soft shell f- crabs and, you know, doing, you know, helping out and washing dishes. And, you know, it was it was cool watching, the, you know, the cook would get too drunk, so then we'd have to start cooking too. But <laughs> whatever, it, it's fun. You're hanging out with your buddies, so I think that happens a lot. Like, you know, hey, a lot of, you know, you know, like oh, who work? Oh, that's all the football guys work over there because that's just some dude started working there and then brought the other ones in. Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be fast food, but it's a good. Any of those jobs are good for kids uh, to get because it teaches them. I think everyone should spend some time working in a restaurant because I think you learn a. You learn to respect that those how hard that that line of work is, and um, you know you can tell people they're treating servers like crap. Like you probably never worked in a restaurant, and you're also a dick because you treat a server like crap. So, I, th- I think those people have they they got their own issues going yeah. on. I don't, I don't, they could have they could have worked there, and they're still gonna be a dick. Yeah, they're to still a dick. Yeah, like, just because if you're a dick, you're a dick for a reason. <laughs> you know, it's not because you, I mean don't get wrong. I, I, some people probably learn the lessons, but. Some people are just jerks. Yeah. Or they like, never worked anywhere. Like Babs. Yeah. <laughs> Her kid's going to be working in, uh, not working anywhere and treating, treating everyone like crap. But, um, and I think a lot of these issues, like people want to go and say, oh, it's because people are lazy. It's because of this policy or that po- policy because they want to further their own, their own political argument. But some of these problems are multifaceted and to oversimplify it 
so you can blame the other side. Like, yeah, it's cool. Like, I, I get it. Um, but it's not going to solve anything. I, mean, I, I definitely blame the policies, though. Yeah. No, I mean, the policies I, like, are crap. Like I said, I don't blame the people yeah. for taking advantage of the policy. I don't. I take it, I, I blame the politicians who kept something in place far longer than it needed to be. I mean, yeah. if you shoot, in this state alone, the governor tried to stop the additional empl- employment benefits yeah. from the federal government. Mm-hmm. He got sued, mm-hmm. and he had to reinstate them. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't... And that, you know, a lot of these court cases, I don't understand. Like, how can you tell a governor that he has to force, uh, he, he has to force implement this federal system? I always thought like this was a government based on states' rights. Yeah, to to govern as they please under this umbrella of mm-hmm. continuity. Yeah, and lately it's been like, oh no, we don't like your policy, so now we're going to sue you about it. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, like the government, like the governor here was saying, look, I, I got more jobs than I've got unemployed. Mm-hmm. People are not going to go back to work because they're getting us additional benefit. I'm putting an end to this. So people go back to work and everyone's like, well, you should pay more and they won't stay home. <laughs> okay. And that sounds great. Until you go to McDonald's. And, oh, in magical like, fantasy world, that sounds awesome. Well, in, until you go to McDonald's, or let's use a different one. Let's say you go to the mom and pop shop. Let's say you go down to you know Sophie's Crepes down the road. Mm-hmm. And instead of $4 for the overpriced crepe that's there, right. you now have to pay 6 Right. Because she's got to pay more mm-hmm. to get to, to pay above whatever you know yeah. the, or the, the federal wage they were Or getting. the business just says, screw it, right. and closes. Or they do what the big companies do, and they replace those workers with a kiosk. I hate that word, but <laughs> with, and you go and you go, you touch the thing, like go to Wawa or mm-hmm. sheets and how do you order your food? It's a touch screen. There's yep. no one there taking your order. No, no, there's people there and they call your number 32 Wawa sheets, um, Royal farms. Oh, it has a little screen yep. and you tap it in and they have, you know, on slow times a day, they can have two people in the back and one person in the front, three, three employees. Um, none of which taking your order. Right. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, but none of them taking your order. No. You know, the one dude's in the back frying chicken and putting it in the Royal Farms chicken. delicious, by the way. Yeah. And putting it in the boxes, and then, you know, then you go and pick it up from them. You walk it over to the cashier, who then charges you for it, and you roll out. So, you know, could that be a job of someone to take your order? Sure. You know, it, it is at a, a, your traditional fast food restaurant. There's some dude stands there and... You know, puts your order and takes your money, but they they can put a kiosk in there. That computer doesn't need breaks. It doesn't need benefits. It doesn't get sick. Um, well, like McDonald's, McDonald's in the inner city or in the cities, like mm-hmm. in DC, it's a kiosk. Yeah, at McDonald's. I mean, you can you they still have like one person working the counter. Yeah, but they have six screens. Shoot, yep. the, the one over down in Arnold now has a screen. If you walk in, you can order on a screen. Yeah. If we didn't have drive-throughs because people were so lazy to go in. Mm-hmm. Everything would probably be a screen. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's what the. It's hard to touch the buttons from your car, though. Right. Like the, a, well, the ATMs. I mean, yeah. I got I got to open the door and lean. You yeah. Know? So, well, Sonic has the uh, the screen that you order from, but there's someone no. back there taking the order. No, no, no. You got to push. You push the button, and the person says, "What do you want?" Yeah, and then they someone comes out and brings it to you. Right, but like McDonald's, you actually you tap on what yeah. you want on the screen. It's a mm-hmm. touch screen. You're tapping on it. Right. Yeah. So you know you, they can replace it, but. You know now if you're paying now if you're forced to pay fifteen dollars an hour and you need a crew of six, you know six full time for three shifts a day or two shifts a day. I mean, yeah. think of the money that's costing employees 
So well, let me ask you this question, because this is probably the trade-off. If I work at, let's say I'm going to use McDonald's again. Let's say I need a right now before any automation. I need eight people a shift. Mm-hmm. All right, and they can make fourteen bucks an hour. Okay, or. I can run it with four people on a shift, mm-hmm. but I can pay them 18 bucks an hour. Yeah. Same. Uh, I get the owner gets to save a little money. Workers get a little bit more. Workers get a little bit more, but they're still making their, we can make it 40 grand a year to work at McDonald's. Well, <laughs> but you just put four people out of work. Yeah. So is that what these people want? Right. They want well, less that, jobs? Yeah. And that's, I think that's the thing that the proponents of, of rate jacking the minimum wage up forget is it's not going to hurt. It's not going to propel more people into the middle class. It's going to put more people unemployed because then, you know, yeah, you'll have the four people, the half, the 50% that get to keep their job at that particular restaurant who are going to make two bucks more an hour. Right. The, the boss is going to save, essentially cut their, their labor costs in half. And then those other four people who were, let's, let's, they, they weren't middle class wage earners to begin with right. are now, you know, they're, they're zero times zero is zero. Right. So, you know, no money per hour, no hours. So, yeah. Well, and the real thing, if you want people to earn more money, the way to do that is through career training. And I don't mean that as in teach the guy at McDonald's how to type faster and on the machine. It's you take that guy that works at McDonald's and you teach him how a career ladder works. Mm-hmm. And again, it's not a McDonald's to do this. Yeah. It could be a community program. Mm-hmm. Where the person comes in for career counseling and they say, look, okay, you start working at McDonald's for 15 an hour. Yeah. Do it for a year. Get it on your resume. Yep. Then go to every McDonald's in your area that you're willing to drive to mm-hmm. and apply for assistant manager job. Yeah. Or a shift manager yep. job. Because now you're making 20, 25 an hour as a shift manager. Yeah. Assistant managers at McDonald's make 60 grand. Managers at McDonald's make over 90. Yeah. And then you get into the, the regionals and the districts, right. and then they make really good money. Right. But even if you just stayed within that group, within the, the, the franchisee group, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're in a manager at a store making 90 grand a year, that's middle class now. You yeah. went you went from low class, lower class, to middle class yeah. solidly. Mm-hmm. And all it took was someone to teach you that this was the way to do it, yeah. was that, hey, you don't take the job on the fryer. And stay there for five years. Right. You take the job on the fryer for one, maybe two, show you can show up on time, and you get, and you go to these other places and shop yourself around for a promotion. Maybe yeah. you don't stay at McDonald's. Maybe maybe the fry cook or the or the shift manager at your McDonald's, maybe they're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So you're blocked, right? Yeah. Okay, well, there's four other McDonald's or five other McDonald's within a 10-mile radius of your house. Go see if they need a shift manager. And if they don't, you go to Wendy's or you go to Burger King. Yeah. See if they need a shift. You have that relevant experience then. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not saying, look, you, but it can work. That works in any industry almost. Yeah. If you, if you want to follow that route. Yeah. Or there's the entrepreneurial route. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there are other, if people that say they need to raise the minimum wage, see minimum wage as the career. Right. That's not the career. That's no, a stepping I, stone. I, I don't. I don't know of anyone who works at a job in, in fast food at that level, at the worker B level, that says, "You know what? I made it. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I've, I've attained all I have aspired to attain." 
I don't know anyone. It's, um, it's not just that level, though. I mean, I'm a college graduate. I got mm-hmm. out of school. I was making 33 grand a year. Okay. I was like, I don't want to make 33 grand a year anymore. Yeah. So I went, I moved out of state mm-hmm. to make 40 grand a year. Yeah. Now, I was also moving closer to family. There were some other things involved. But I increased my pages by using my first job as the bounce to the next job. Yeah. Then that next job, I stayed in it for about three years, left making about 45 grand. Mm hmm. Went and got my next job, which paid me about sixty. Yeah, like you, you sometimes you've got to create your own fortune yeah. once you're in the door. Yep, and it's that. So it's not just for the McDonald's guy. Yeah. It's even for if you're a kid in college right now, mm-hmm. and let's say you go work for Booze. Great, get your experience at Booze. Yeah, but then you've got you, you've got to have it inside of you to better your situation to go look for that opportunity. Right, you got to and you got to you got to you have that the ambition, and then. You know, you have to take a little bit of a risk and leave your comfort zone to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but even, you know, if you were to stay in fast food, like a lot of them have, there are benefits in there. There's college money. There's room for advancement yeah. in, in these places. And, and people just look down on it. And I think that a lot of, there are so many people that rather than getting, you know, thinking like, what's the purpose of your job? Your purpose of your job mainly is to provide income for you to live off of. Right. And then you get other things, status, if you want to get into the hierarchy of needs and self-actualization, all this other uh, stuff that people seek out of it, and status. Well, yeah, is there more status in being, you know, working in, you know, in field X as, a, as opposed to field Y? But if you're, a, you know, one of these regional managers for one of these big fast food companies or, you know, Sheets or Wawa, there's people, they're making really good money to do that. Well, and that experience can relate to other industries, too. Yeah, absolutely. But... And the thing is, like, manage supervisory experience is gold. Yeah. So you get supervisory experience at McDonald's. Well, guess what? It's not McDonald's. It's supervisory. That skill is now marketable in other fields that you can then go, like, yeah, so you worked, so you worked at a job that people looked down upon, but hey, you, you turned, you parlayed that into something else, something better, um, elsewhere that, that works out for you and, and, is able to better provide for for you and your family. Well, the problem is though that all these all these people that talk about oh you should pay you should pay more you need to pay a living wage and this, and look I get I understand the living wage, but someone someone who doesn't have the ambition to better themselves isn't going to match even if you force the minimum wage on them. Great, that's what they're going to make. Yeah, they're not going to have the ambition to go make any more money or make a much better life for themselves. Right. They are content to do minimum wage for they're they're content with minimum wage effort for minimum wage pay. Mm-hmm. That's what the, look, not everyone is into the, not everyone's into moving up the ladder yeah. or, or not, or, or even if they are, they don't want to do it the way it has to be done. Yeah. And there's not, I'm not saying there's one way, there's multiple ways. There's multiple ways to climb up that ladder. Mm-hmm. But if you're not willing to climb, well, and there's why some should pe- everyone else be? Why should everyone else make give you more money? Yeah, just so you can do what you're always doing. And there are some people that think they should be at that level just because they're special. Special, everyone's special. Yeah, everyone and gets a trophy. Yeah, we're all special in our own way. Well, guess what? You know what? You you haven't earned anything yet. And now, and we both work in fields where there's a there's a hierarchy or a chain of command and and that sort of thing. But um, and there are people that get in on that. They make it to that basic level, and they don't want to be a supervisor. They don't want to be a you know. I'm pointing to me. Yeah. <laughs> point to me, listen. Yeah, listen, I, I've been in my position for almost shoot 
12 years. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to be a super I, I'm happy with my pay. Yep. I'm happy with my hours. I don't want to have to deal. Like I I I've seen the other people. Yeah. Right? I've seen what people above me have to deal with. They have to deal with my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Now, luckily for me, I work with a good group of people. But I've seen some of these supervisors and some of the people they have to deal with outside yeah. of my group. I don't want to deal with that. Yep. Like, and, the, and the lowest the pain increase isn't good enough. Yeah. And the, the lowest levels of supervision, your first line supervisor, that's the hardest one. Yeah. Because you're supervising everyone. Yeah. And then when you move up and you're supervising the supervisors, it gets a little bit easier. Yeah. But then it gets different. The job is no longer doing the job. Your job is now management. And you're you're you have to be a leader and a manager, so you can be leading or managing in anything. Um, and some people just they don't want to don't feel like dealing with that. You know what? That's fine because we need good people to stay in that, that experience to stay where it is. Um, it's just the hey, I want to I, I should be there because well because I'm special. Right. I need to have that special assignment because I, well I'm I'm special, right. you know, and well, you didn't earn any of it. Well, I hope I hope everyone listening. And I consider everyone on the other side of this microphone, or everyone listening out there, they're expe- they're they're definitely special to us. Not in that kind of way, not in the way we're talking. But they're special people for listening to the show. <laughs> we appreciate you listening. Uh, let us know what you think about this. Are people just lazy? Are people people need to get paid more to go back to work, or is it policy that's keeping them at home? Let us know what you think. Like, subscribe, comment, share, rate us on the podcast platforms, and. We will see you next time.